Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in for a Warrior Wang Bang Wednesday Finals Preview Edition. This is your host, Emil Wang, coming straight off a plane back from Asia, here to do a podcast with the Genio James Liao. How's it going, man? What's good, man? Hopefully you didn't uh, die too much on the, uh, uh, on the plane ride back here. Oh, man. So <sighs> my, my seat was right next to the toilet. And it, it oh, didn't perfect smell for you. <laughs> well, it was easy access for me, but yeah. it, it was it, it didn't smell bad. But it's just when those lines form and you're trying to sleep, everyone bumps into uh, starts bumping in your seat. People start resting their arms, their elbows on your headrest and all that. And it's just it, like I, I slept maybe you know an hour total on a ten hour flight back from Korea. So Ooh. I'm a little groggy, um, but. As uh, to, to keep the, the show must go on for my faithful listeners. So here I am going to put my head down and power through it, as Michael Bluth would say, uh, because there's a lot to cover. The Warriors are in the fifth straight NBA finals. Can you believe that? Uh, I mean, this year was probably I was expecting it to be the last year, probably. Mm-hmm. So I guess I uh, not to come off like a complete asshole to the other people who are fans of other teams. But, yeah, I did kind of expect us to be in the finals. Yeah. Um, Kind of a dick thing to say. (laughs) Boy, just uh, really tough. Uh, You know, took a little couple extra games to get there. uh, Yeah, had to deal with uh, overcoming a couple of uh, 15-point deficits (laughs) in three straight games against the Portland Trailblazers to make it. Uh, what what a terrific Western Conference Finals, what, wouldn't you say? Boy, what a terrific audience. Do <laughs> you what a terrific audience? <laughs> um, well, let, before we jump into the NBA Finals coverage, let, let's let's talk a little bit about that series. Warriors sweep the Portland Trailblazers. A lot of hype about the Trailblazers coming into the Western Conference Finals because you know it, they had survived that four overtime game. They had won that game seven on the road in Denver. Uh, everyone remembers that Damian Lillard, you know, thirty-seven foot uh, walk-off three-pointer shot. I mean, a lot of buzz around this team. The reality was that team isn't very good. Well, they were also remember they were missing Nurkic. So right, right. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete team, but yes, without it, I mean, one, I didn't think they were very good, but two, um, they they're just not really equipped to beat the Warriors. I think that's the biggest problem yeah. with these guys. Like their lineup without Nurkic is just. It, it's just hard to beat us with that lineup. They're well, just very. Would Nurkic have helped on the pick and roll though? Because that's really what we did. We pick. And I'm not saying that the they would have won, but it would have been a much a little bit more interesting of a series, I believe. Like right. I, I'm a stern believer of that. Like you know, just the fact that they have somebody who is actually good, able to play some bully ball, is a playmaker on the short roll. Like they used. Nurkic and pick and roll with Lillard a lot during the regular season. So yeah. um, this is, you know, obviously a, a mood point at this uh, juncture. But it's just one of those things where I mean, it could have made it interesting. Do I think it would have affected the outcome? No. But yeah, probably would have been a five gamer or something. Yeah, like you know, they probably would have gotten at least one game. Mm-hmm. I would hope. 
Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point about how the team's just not equipped to play against the Warriors. I think one of the major points is that their their two guards just can't play defense. You know, Dame and CJ, you know, as as potent as they are offensively, uh, they cannot keep anybody in front of them, and they definitely can't fight over screens. So, which really puts their big men in bad situations. Like, you know, Cantor basically got played off the court because they had to switch everything. And, you know, for whatever reason, the game one strategy was sag Cantor, you know, 10 feet away from Steph. Well, they didn't even end up switching that much because what they ended up doing was trying to put the big up to pressure the ball a little bit more. Yeah. But, you know, how... Do you expect Cantor to recover after he runs up, you know, mm-hmm. past the three-point line? No. And, of course, he just got played off the court, not even just because of switching. I mean, they did that. But, you know, just because they cha- their strategy was, oh, we're going to put more ball pressure, you know, up top. But that also means that, you know, you need Cantor to recover to the rim. Otherwise, once Steph gets by him or whoever the ball handler is, it's game over, you know, so – and this, yeah, they just had so many problems. Like, you know, like you're saying, Dame, especially, like those Draymond and Looney screens, he literally just died at the screen. Yeah. Like, it, it's unbelievable. He just dies at the screen. Like, he it makes zero effort. He, like, runs into a wall. And then you have an open three for Steph or, you know, uh, a short roll for Draymond if, if they're trapping him, you know. Yeah, they were tired too. That was the thing. I mean, coming off a game, a game seven, uh, a game seven or a seven game series against Denver, one game which included a, a four overtime game. Uh, it, it, those those dudes looked gassed, and you know they had what a two day turnaround. For yeah, they had, they had a, a two day turnaround. Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely was not ideal for them. Um, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, in in better circumstances with Nurkic, you, you know, with a little bit more rest, they probably still would have lost in five, but it might have been a little bit more interesting of a series. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Is yeah, I think it, it could have been a little more interesting. It would have been a, a, a damn sweep, that's for sure. I think yeah. that is pretty certain. I, yeah. I'm pretty certain on that. Yeah, and the Warriors, you know, they it. it, it kind of helped the narrative that the Warriors are such a great team without Kevin Durant. And, um, you know, the, the one stat that's thrown out there is that the Warriors are 31 and one in the past 32 games that Kevin Durant hasn't played. Uh, I think it's when Steph plays, but Katie doesn't play the Warriors. Yeah, have that's the, that's the, one. yeah. Which is, I mean, that is, that's an insane stat. That, that well, that's is, absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, regardless, even if they were playing the Phoenix suns or, you know, the, the uh, the Limbrick High School uh, JV team, which how neither, dare you? <laughs> neither of us made it on either. <laughs> how dare uh, you? <laughs> I mean, it's still impressive though for them to to pull off that many wins. So it shouldn't be overlooked. But some of those games came against you know that that stat is definitely inflated when you're when you're playing you know a, a kind of beat up trip Portland Trailblazers Placers team. But let's transition into the Toronto Raptors because I think their roster makeup is significantly better than the Portland Trailblazers. I I don't think it was assembled with the purpose of taking us on in the NBA Finals, but it did work out that way, that they were given the tools to be versatile. Starting with the the guard lineup, I I think Kyle Lowry and, and Danny Green for for all their offensive shortcomings defensively they're solid yeah very good uh i mean i think up and down this toron raptors uh roster you're gonna 
there's just so many good defenders. They're a very good defensive team. Um, I mean, regular season numbers back that up. Um, you know, and they've been really good in the playoffs, obviously. So, um, you know, I think just if you just look at the roster, even just go beyond the guards, um, you know, some of these guys, they're all NBA defenders, even at some point in their careers or, um, you know, currently are. So um, it's crazy. I mean, Lowry um, is really good defender, has been for, you know, he made his mark, you know, initially as a good defender, uh, both guard positions. Uh, and then Green Green is a great wing defender, all NBA defender previously, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how the matchups play out. But you know, yeah, those two and, guys are super tough. Yeah, and you know, one has you know, one's just really strong in Kyle Lowry. He, he's not very tall. I think Lowry might only be six two or something, but he yeah. is strong. He does fight over screens. He's got great hands. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not going to die on the screen. Yeah, like, he fights through screens and you can't really it's like patrick beverly type you know you're not gonna post him up i mean you can shoot over him but you're not gonna move him right his gigantic ass is not gonna get moved <laughs> so yeah it's and, like, and the, it, yeah and danny green has length too right which is also another good thing that you know the, the two of them I, i've been listening to some podcasts where they're saying actually danny green should start on staff and lowry should be on clay which i I can see I it working a little bit, but yeah, I, Clay's just going to shoot over Lowry, and we, we've seen it happen a lot. Where when Clay gets like a CP3 uh, or you know one of the shorter guards in the post, he can just kind of turn and shoot over him. So uh, if if I was you know, Nick Nurse, I'd probably stick with a traditional you know Lowry on Steph and Danny Green on Clay sort of thing. Yeah, because, I I agree with that. I don't think that's going to be a, a feasible matchup. And I also don't want Lowry chasing clay around screens i mean you're gonna do it both ways with steph but i mean literally that's all clay does mm-hmm. at least steph you get especially with kd out he gets a lot of on ball stuff too but literally you're just gonna be chasing clay around screens so i think danny green is much more equipped at doing that he's got better length to compete with clay also so and and that's how they played us in the regular season they had, yeah. you know, Green on Clay, and they had, uh, you know, Kyle on on Steph. So yeah, well, the regular season is kind of a, a very very small sample size. Two games, I think one game Steph missed. Uh, I think one game Steph and Draymond missed, and the other game. Yeah, know, it's not indicative of what it is, but um, in in previous years is what I'm saying also. But like the yeah. idea is, I always feel like game one, you know, unless there's something blatantly obvious, you know, people tend to be, hey, let's feel out what the how the series is going to go right? right so i feel like a lot of times the coaches will just come in and just say hey look we defended them this way in the regular season um with this personnel we'll try to maybe make some tweaks but nothing too outrageous you don't want to like reinvent the wheel on game one unless right. there's something very glaringly you know well K- I- kd's missing that's that's a glaring <laughs> change well, that's true that's true but i mean that's i don't you know there's still Steph. I, I'm talking about like guard lineups. There's yeah, no yeah. You, there's no reason for you to overreact in that sense. Yeah. You know. But and we'll we'll 
we'll talk about Kawhi in a bit, but the pick and roll is going to be a big deal in this in the series. And I, and I I said this earlier, right? They're, they're definitely not going to be as uh, effective as they were against Portland Trailblazers. What do you think about you know Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, and Pascal Siakam? They're they're going to be the ones playing the the big man roles in the series. What do you think about putting them in the pick and roll? Whether it's Looney, the screener. I mean, Draymond's obviously the big one. J- you know, Jay Bell has been the screener a couple times. Dude. Yeah, I think those guys. I mean, Gasol has been a little better than I expected in pick and roll situations, but in general, he's gonna have the least lateral movement out of all those guys. Siakam can guard the pick and roll well. Uh, you know, Ibaka. I mean, he he has good mobility, but. Um, you know, if he's isolated or he's, you know, too far out, I, I think he can be taken advantage of a little bit too. Um, but, um, but I mean, they're all good defenders. That's the problem. You know, they're all very smart. So even if there's, you know, shortcomings in terms of mobility um, or, uh, you know, otherwise or age or whatever it is, like, dude, those guys can make up for a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Gasol is a really smart defender. Siakam is a super smart defender, and but it's still really young. Ibaka's getting up there in age, but you know, also in all all defense, you know, number of years back. So I mean, he's these guys are all very smart. So. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, you know, Gasol has been in a, what a six game series with us uh, against the Durantless Warriors. Yeah. Ibaka has been in a seven-game series against us also when we didn't have Kevin Durant. Uh, yep. Granted, he did have Kevin Durant on, on his team playing defense with him, which I think helps. But in this case, he has Kawhi Leonard. So it, it it's always interesting to think about, okay, you know, how will they guard the pick and roll? But who's also defending the release valve, right? So when when Draymond is the release valve on that pick and roll, you know, who is stepping up and guarding him and making the call? Do you commit to defending the floater or layup or do you commit to defending the lob? And Rudy Gobert is, is the first person that comes to mind who is being an, an elite person to do that. I, I think Kawhi Leonard is probably up there as well, just because he's got so much size, strength and great instincts that I, I can definitely imagine Kawhi Leonard starting out on, um, but possibly even guarding, you know, Iguodala or maybe even the, the, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but maybe even, uh, a, a center like maybe even loony or something because if if we're rolling a team out there where where it's you know Stefan and Draymond at the one and four then loony would probably be our center at the five that, that's when we're most effective on the pick and roll and if Kawhi just kind of matches up with Kavon Looney he doesn't need to go that far out from the key right so I think him as kind of the that that last line of defense when Draymond's bowling down the lane is is probably their their best bet. I actually think Kawhi on Draymond is the right move. Okay. Because uh, and and here's why because I think he it also minimizes um, our chances of trying to go for the Steph Dre pick and roll. That's true. Because you now have Kawhi Leonard who's going to be guarding Steph, and I don't think they're going to play, uh, you know, a drop defense. Obviously, so they're going to be much more aggressive. Whether or not they'll trap, I don't know. But if they don't trap, they do have mobile enough big men, um, 
you know, or you know, if it's Kawhi that's going to be the uh, the secondary defender, then he is way mobile enough to guard Steph in open space, you know, and he's got incredible hands. So you know, Steph likes to get you know fancy and you know weird passes and dribble and crap. It's like can't pull that shit on Kawhi, dude. Yeah, He'll just fucking steal the ball from you. He, he better not. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean. That's the kind of shit that he does, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what I'm more concerned about. That's why I think Nick Nurse will put him on Draymond because it's one way to potentially neutralize the pick and roll. Because mm-hmm. you now have their best wing defender, and he can guard Draymond in the post. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. And that's another reason. If you're gonna post up Draymond, Draymond dribbling I, high dribbles is gonna get stolen. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could guard Draymond in the post. He, he's really... Yeah, but good. that's what I'm saying. This is why I think... And I think the guy that's going to be roaming is Siakam. Mm-hmm. Off of Iguodala. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen. The only reason why I wouldn't do Siakam is he hasn't played against the Warriors enough to kind of know the subtle... Uh, you know, to know when Draymond would... would go for the float or a layup or go for the past. You know, I, I think you want somebody with experience. But you're also it. thinking about it in the, in, in the fact that they are, it's going to be a four on three with a trap. Like, I yeah. don't think that they're, I, I'm they're not, not going to so break certain. down like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not so certain they're going to be that aggressive. The reason, you know, teams are that aggressive is because, you know, um, and the teams that can succeed doing that is you need mobility also. Right. People can need to be able to recover, um, you know, if you don't go to the, the trap um, scenario. The reason why people do that is because they don't have mobile big men who can recover. So you just trap. Right. right. And get the ball out of Steph's hands. Uh, but if you have like mobile guys, you can pretty much play not that aggressive, but you can have the guy run up and try to do something uh, and disrupt the play um, and basically tag the guy and then try to run back. Yeah, and try to recover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gasol, I think, is a little too old for that, and even um, and that's what I'm saying. If Kawhi is the guy on Draymond in that scenario, he can absolutely. Siakam can absolutely do it. Ibaka maybe not as much, but those two guys can absolutely recover. So either one of those guys is going to be on Draymond at all times because I just they're going to try to take away that pick and roll, and they have the personnel to do it. It's not. It's not going to be Myers Leonard defending them. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, looking up and down that roster, it's like who who's a bad defender on that they're team? Fucking, that, and they're fucking yeah. massive. Yeah, every guy is huge. Their forwards are gigantic. And then Lowry, I mean, he's short, but he plays bigger than he is. And then you know, Green is like you know above average wing size. You know, it's just like holy shit, dude. This lineup is gigantic everywhere. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to score on them, and you know, I I think offensively from our end, it, you know, Draymond's going to have to average fifteen, and Iggy's going to have to average fifteen or something. I mean, that that's a little bit high. I think Draymond and Iggy combined have to get twenty five points. Steph and Clay have to combine for. 50 55 points and then the bench you know we, we need like eight out of livingston uh, jay bell you know looney i mean looney we've been getting a constant diet of like 10 points game out of him too we can almost expect that now but 
I, I just don't see us scoring as prolifically as, as we did in the last series. So it, it worries me. I, I think this defense is really good, and we can definitely expect there to be a cold Steph Curry game, and Clay hasn't been shooting that well. Granted, you know, he's had to play defense against some very elite guards, and I think the Raptors are probably the worst guards that the Warriors are, are going to run into for this, uh, for this series yeah, uh, I mean, uh, for this playoffs defensively. What do you think? Cause I think we, you know, matchup wise, I would put Steph on Danny green and I would put clay on Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I, I would do that, especially if Danny Green continues to shoot like shit. You know, what was crazy was during the regular season, he was, you know, stroking a high percent. Yeah, 45% yeah. or something. But in the playoffs, he's like 20-something percent. So if he's doing that, then yeah, have, have Steph on him and have Clay on Lowry. And and even then, you know, Lowry's been a little streaky. I, I don't know what his Playing numbers well were. Recently. I'm sorry? He played well last uh, last series, though. He was good last series, but yeah, yeah. against the Magic, he, he struggled a lot, and he was okay against the the Sixers. But you know, Lowry compared to you know CP3 and Harden or CJ and Dame or even you know um, you know Clay was on Lou Williams uh, and and you know uh, Shamit and Kiltris Alexander and all those people like. I mean, Lowry's probably better than some of those people, but yes, like all around better. But I, I think those other guys it, were were tougher defensive assignments for Clay, just because those guys moved a lot. Yeah, um, from a one on one perspective, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I can still see them going with the traditional, um, you know, matchups as well. Uh, but I mean, I I think either way would work because i don't think it matters yeah that's what i mean either way <laughs> yeah. it would work because i mean the you know we're not their their primary focus of their guards is not really um you know they're, they're not really like super uh aggressive because they're just like danny Green's a catch and shoot guy literally all he does yeah. uh, and then kyle is looking to you know he he's dribble drive a little bit but he likes to spot up for three uh, and he likes to move the ball on the perimeter like yeah you know, that's usually his thing and look for uh, open cutters and stuff like that. So that's going to be his game. He's not going to be like trying to isolate on on you too much, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, but yeah, I agree. The guard play, I think defensively won't matter too much. Yeah, it's more about Kawhi, right? What, what are we going to hold Kawhi to? What are we OK with Kawhi getting? Are we OK with him? You know, getting his 40 as long as, you know, Iggy has the energy to guard him in the final minute. Uh, or do we need to keep Iggy down to 30, 25? Uh, uh, do we need to keep Kawhi down to you know, 30, 25 points? What, one interesting stat is I, I think Kawhi actually doesn't average that many assists. He, he's something, for somebody who's supposed to be as great, I mean, he, he is a great NBA player, but for somebody who gets that much attention, I think he only averages something like three or four assists a game, which isn't that much. Yeah, his career playoff, I was eight. Like yeah. the other game, like yeah, game the last series. Or yeah, yeah. Like, and well, that, and wow. that came from a Bucks defense that was, you know, giving up open three pointers. I would say probably like probably half of those assists were just to Van Fleet <laughs> shooting threes or something. Yeah, if he missed a couple of them, it, that would have been like you know five. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, he's. I mean, 
he doesn't get a lot of assists per se, but I mean, him generating the offense, I mean, I think he still gets a lot of like hockey assists at the end of the day, Um, you know, but he's not, he's improved, but I think he's, he's still not that good of a, like a overall playmaker. Like, I don't think he can pass out of tough scenarios really well. You know, he's okay at it, you know, but those are, I think, the the weaknesses to his game. Because, I mean, he's incredible mid-range shooter, uh, you know, great three-point shooter. Um, you know, obviously very hella athletic, hella good defense. But, um, but yeah, that's one aspect I think. I mean, he's improved, but I think he's still, like, you know, not all, like, top NBA talent level yeah. in terms of playmaking. So, um, yeah, he's not know, like LeBron, right? I mean, you know. Oh, dude, yeah, he's not going to make the freaking <laughs> – like bullet one handed left handed yeah, exactly. bullet pass yeah. to the corner <laughs> He's not like. really do that. um but uh but yeah i mean i think you would have to you know anytime he's on the floor and equal dollar is playing like you you pretty much have to have him on there maybe you can buy some time with you know clay on him um or Dream. yeah or draymond a little bit um just to mix it up and give Iguodala some rest. But, I mean, I would expect Iguodala to be at 32 to 35 minutes, you know. Yeah, especially in a series where we're spacing out games by, like, three days yeah, each. Yeah, it's like, I, just, I, you just have to ride the guys. Like, yeah. the rotation, and with Kawhi being so good, you just, you have to play Iggy a lot. And there's no more load management. Like, just mm-hmm. freaking... Yeah, I mean, this is why we did load management for 82 games, and you know, and, and partly you know, the rest of the the rest of the playoffs just, just for all of this, right? This just is, this bust is the, the load, basically. <laughs> Ayo. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. But um, you know, I wonder if do we trap Kawhi? You know, what's what's the you know allowing him to go one on one? Though we do have. Um, I feel like we have better weight defenders than Milwaukee does. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, Middleton was their only one, and he's like okay, like yeah. you know. Yeah, that was so weird that Middleton was guarding Kawhi. I, I didn't I understand that. With length, you know. Well, Giannis. Why, yeah, why didn't they, they, Giannis? they don't want Giannis. They they want him in that free roaming role. Yeah, that's yeah. True. They don't want that's him true. to pile up fouls defending Kawhi. You know. So, I mean, I, I see what they did, but they had literally made no adjustments. That was another thing. They just yeah. like, we're just going to keep doing this. Like, yeah, we're going to keep on giving up open threes yeah, to Van Fleet. Like, they literally, I mean, like you said, maybe you could try him on a few possessions, but I, I, I don't ever really recall seeing him do that, seeing Mike Budenhoser do that. So, mm, yeah. um, but, I mean, I, I think, you know, matchup-wise, we, we have better wing defenders, so Clay and, and Iggy can both do the job, Draymond, if we need to. But yeah. I actually like Draymond off Siakam, mm-hmm. so he can be a roamer. Like I, I just want to give Siakam the three. Like I don't. Yes, yeah, dude. Well, like, what's with all these guys shooting terribly from three? Like Siakam is like also twenty percent from three in the playoffs. He was really good during the NBA season. Yeah, it was above average. Yeah, he was like yeah. high thirties, I think. So. Yeah, and, and Ibaka has been terrible too. Like he, I, I didn't know this, but he averaged fifteen points a game this season. Uh, in the regular season, but the playoffs, he's something down to like seven or something. He's been really bad too. I, I think that I, I'm not so worried about the Toronto Raptors' offense as I am their defense. And, and by the way, I, I think James and I are, if you haven't inferred this, we're basically assuming that KD isn't going to be playing any of the early games of this series. 
you know, it, originally I thought that he would actually make a game two appearance because he went to Toronto. But the real reason of him going to Toronto is that he could spend more time with the training staff to recover on his uh, on his calf. There, there's no way he's making it back for that game two. Um, I agree. I mean, certainly, I think for me, I have I have him ruled out for game two already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's the defense of the Raptors that really worries me, and also offensive rebounding. I, I think Siakam is a monster on O boards. Gasol, if he if he's not played off the court from the pick and roll, he's going to be a force on on the O boards. And you know Looney's good. We we have decent size, and you know Bogut, uh, Demarcus Cousins might make a return. Uh, we we don't really do. Do you want to talk about Demarcus Cousins? I mean. Four minutes a game, know. eight minutes a game. I mean, I think, yeah, I think Kerr is just going to have to tell him, look, you're just, there's no starting. You're just going to come in off the bench. You're just, yeah. there's not enough time to get you back into game shape or whatever. We're just going to use you in spot minutes, right? I mean, how else are you going to do this? Yeah. Right? No. It has to be. Like, I can't think of it. I, I don't want him starting. Like, you know, um, you know, so I'd rather him come in with the be the bruiser in the second unit like you and i were talking about this the other day you know how you know if we can get him back game two game maybe game three back home i think that would be a good starting point for him you know and then um see see what happens get him get him in you know five minutes in the beginning of the second to run with clay you know and then maybe a little bit you know, late third or early fourth. Then yeah. 10, 12 minutes total, and then that's it. That's all you're playing. Because I yeah. can't. You can't, dude. Somebody that missed that much time with such high stakes, you just cannot gamble. Right. Yeah, you definitely can't be. <laughs> definitely can't be letting him start, you know, the. Yeah, exactly. Start, like, the, you, start the game. Your work isn't going to start. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We also started fucking Damian Jones. <laughs> so who knows who knows what Kerr's thinking, but I, I think what you're saying is right. Save save his legs, save his energy for that start of the second unit or start of the second quarter where he's going against bench dudes and he could be that bruiser and you know, get some easy buckets, get that get that confidence going. I, I don't want him struggling against, you know, Marcus Saul or you know, even the help defense from uh, Pascal Siakam could, you know, guys like that can really, you know, really get under Boogie's skin and, you know, just swing like, you know, like a, you know, a strip from Boogie, a layup the other way, a technical foul on Boogie, you know, like that, that's like a three point swing right there. Yeah, we we like, just don't, we you just can't don't. afford that on the second unit. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't want to get that up. And then like, he can play bully ball against most of their bench. The only guy he really can't do that against is Gasol. Like, I'm pretty confident he can play against Ibaka, Siakam, all these guys in the post. Actually, he'll probably throw Siakam around like a ragdoll. Yeah. Like, and the Ibaka, I mean, he's probably harder to move, but, you know, these guys, it, they don't have their biggest size is, is Gasol, the matchup with DeMarcus. So um, unless they're playing Gasol every minute DeMarcus plays, um, but I doubt they're going to try to do that, especially, you know, the first game he's back. So it might be a way to, you know, try to steal some, uh, um, some points with the second unit. So that's all we're looking for. <laughs> right. Right. Where can we steal some points? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean the bench and the bench did okay last series. You know, like uh, like I said, Jay Bell was a pleasant surprise. You know, Quinn Cook. If yeah, we're not playing the Rockets anymore, so we can actually kind of dip into this reserve and see how these guys do. You know, I I, I think Jay Bell has the, the potential to to match up with the Siakam at least. You know, not be a complete like minus over the course yeah. of the series. Um, you know, we all know Louis Looney's going to, going to do a good job, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's going to be a good series. And I, I, I think, uh, is there anything else you wanted to cover or do you want to go into predictions? Well, I, you know, I think we should spend the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes talking about the impact of Jeremy Lin. Um, oh yes. yes. In his first NBA finals, which I think is going to be gigantic. Uh, oh the, yeah the yeah. keep an eye out for the bench celebrations uh making sure the bench is kept warm uh, <laughs> that he's able to pass out the gatorade uh to his teammates as they're kind of walking back and um high fives yeah high, high fives, fives are, and stuff and yeah. i also you know i i wonder if the oracle arena workers still remember him or if they're gonna ask him for his id when he walks in <laughs> when he comes back uh, back to oakland in uh, in a couple of couple of days here, so those are all critical, uh, yeah, very important questions. Yeah, yeah, very important questions regarding Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> it's, hey, it's big news well, in Taiwan. Yeah, dude. well, yeah, it definitely ups the ratings in Taiwan and China. That's for sure. I think. I mean, if, if people weren't already tuned in for basketball already, uh, more people might because Jeremy Lin might come off the come off the bench in the fourth quarter to to score a basket when they're down 20 that'll Um, that'll, that'll make headlines one other thing um real quickly also uh van vliet and powell they're two main bench guys um you know i don't really expect van vliet to keep shooting like this so i think we're not gonna leave him open yeah Yeah. we're not gonna leave him open um and uh you know norman powell is norman powell i don't think he's going to be a huge factor i mean he's he was on and off um during the buck series but um i'm not super concerned about him but you know what do you think nah not concerned i i i think uh, norman powell is uh, he can he's kind of a playmaker i mean he he, not really. he does yeah, so, uh, he does more than just spot up. Yeah, corner threes, which I mean, is he's not even a good spot up shooter. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Norman Powell might still have somewhat of an impact. Like maybe like he might like his ceiling is like a Rodney Hood, I guess. But yeah, Van Fleet I think is neutralized because we're not gonna like we're not gonna be giving up wide open threes the way the Bucks do. It it, it just it, it baffles me that they did that and maybe it's just a roster constru- construct thing that the bucks just weren't able to to do anything differently like Boone and Budenholzer was stubborn wouldn't play Giannis at the 5 so you know he he had Brook Lopez Mirtich out there trying to close out on three pointers it just it just it just didn't make sense and the warriors aren't going to be doing that we're we're, we're too disciplined. We're too smart to experience to be doing that. So I'm not worried about Van Fleet. And I think what we have on our bench will neutralize whatever whatever Powell's going to be putting out there. Norm Powell. <laughs> uh, hey, what about our other buddy, uh, Pat McCall? You think he's uh, he's got some secret tunnels to uh, uh, secret tunnel access to the Warriors locker room that people can kind of, you know, the, the Raptors coaching staff can go in and listen. 
Cleopatra. Oh, my God, dude. The spy. That never was. Oh, fuck. Boy, I just... I... I... It's crazy because I can't determine who's going to play less. What's the over... Like, him or Jeremy? Like, what's... <laughs> It's it's very hard. I wonder what the over and under for minutes played for those guys would combined, be. Combined, combined uh, ten minutes. That what would you would you take the under on that? Uh, I, I'd still take the under. Yeah, I, I'd probably go a little over on that. Ten is awfully low. I mean, we start you know getting total blowout. That ten number can spike uh, up quick. Yeah, I, I I don't see us blowing. Uh, I don't see us blowing them out that much. Um, yeah, who the hell is Malcolm Miller? I'm looking at their freaking. <laughs> Who the hell are these guys? Eric Moreland? Who? Like, Jesus. Hey, Chris yeah. Butcher. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another uh, former Warrior great. <laughs> two-way guy. Hey, warrior two-way player, Chris Butcher. Yeah. I, I think Boucher. they actually they, they cut McCa- uh, Alfonso McKinney to get... Uh, yeah, Boucher was the two-way, right? Two-way was on our team, uh, for us. Yeah, Boucher was two-way know. on our team, right? I don't know if he's a two-way for them. Yes, signed a two-way contract with the Warriors on... July 2017, uh, yeah. and then we waived him the next year. So we just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but did Toronto sign him to two way or is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, two way contract, and then converted to a regular contract on uh, February 10th. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, another another Warrior insider. But hey, we got one of our own. We got Al- Alfonso McKinney. So it's a the the, the playing field is somewhat level. <laughs> it's um, even. All the G <laughs> call ups. Yeah, well, at least Alf- Alfonso plays, right? Alfonso plays meaningful minutes, uh, while these all these other guys are just, you know, like you said, high five and making making the, the Gatorade dis- and <laughs> disrespect to Jeremy Lin. <laughs> hey, he wanted to go to a good team. He should have just stayed with the Hawks, man. He get get a couple of highlight minutes a a game. You know, I went and saw him. It was, it was totally worth it. I'd rather see him on a shitty team than. Uh, Watch him warm a bench for in the NBA Finals. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think that merits me wearing any Linsanity gear. I'll tell you that much. Uh, let, let's wrap this up with the uh, conclusions. Or, uh, the conclusions. Uh, let's conclude this with predictions. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what I have, um, and I've been going back and forth on this, and this this might shock a lot of people, but I I think I have the Raptors in seven. Emil Wing with the hot takes. It's not that hot of a take. Yeah, Raptors, Raptors of seven is you know. Yeah, it, it's you, like there's yeah. some rumblings of that, you know. Yeah, I mean it just. I I I see us being shut down, especially if Kevin Durant doesn't come back. I, I see us just in, in that you know kind of Cleveland Cavaliers 2016 sort of like like Steph just can't figure it out because he's getting draped by like defenders left and right. Um, hopefully Kerr won't be playing fucking Anderson Verjao or Festus Azili, but who knows what he might be doing to, in, in critical fourth quarter minutes. AKA Damian Jones, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Damian Jones. Uh, I, I, I just see a lot of, I don't see us making many adjustments if KD doesn't come back. Well, the roster doesn't allow you to. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's the craziest thing. Cause when you're a top heavy team like us, it's just, that's what happens. Yeah, There's no and, room for any and, adjustments. You know, Raptors have their own injuries. I know that. I mean, Kawhi has his knee thing, and apparently Lowry's got a bum thumb. But, you know, if Kawhi can keep this up, you know, average 35 a game and play awesome defense, it, it, 
Oh, and also, you know, we're not going to be as good on the boards, I don't think. I, I think Siakam is, is a monster. And he's one of those, like, O-boards guys that, that'll just get them extra possessions, you know, make a one-possession, you know, uh, trip down the court into, like, a three, four-possession court down, uh, three, four, you know, kind of possession uh, event down the court, which just, just drains the Warriors, especially if we're going small. I... I I know in an ideal world if the Warriors stay healthy, I think you know the I think we would take this in six if KD comes back and in Game Three if Steph or Clay don't roll any ankles we'd take this in six. But I think there's just so many variables that it's Raptors in seven. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I kind of went back and forth on it, also between that and you know Warriors in six, but you know. I, I think I settled on Warriors and Six because, um, you know, I think I think this is gonna be a a Steph like career series in terms of like career defining series. Yeah. Especially if KD is gonna be out, and True. I am betting or banking on him coming through. Yeah, I yeah, mean, this so is his moment to, to this is add it. that Finals MVP. Finals uh, MVP. Yeah. If he wants true. it, he leads us to four wins, and then he gets it. There's no other alternative, like, timeline. Um, like, I just – people already regret the Iguodala thing in 2015. Like, it's not going to happen again. If KD's <laughs> playing less than three games, like, it's Steph's. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So it's like this is it, like, and I'm counting on our boy to come yeah. through. Yeah, I, I I could easily be swayed in the next twelve hours too, right? but I I just think uh, I'm just erring on the side of caution that I think I know, do one, agree. One more seven. injury, one more injury, Raptors and seven, like that, and that's and I think I think that injury. I don't want to jinx this team, but I think some something's going to break down on our end. Just, just too shallow, and then we're going to be throwing Quinn Cook out there for game seven, game seven minutes. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to throw yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, James, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the call. I know you're traveling yourself, uh, but we finally were able to do a finals preview uh, a day before the, the 